Hey, welcome to the Monday Morning Show. We're your host, Grant Cohn, Ryan Hensley. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, title of the show is Why the Niners Are Talking Up Sam Darnold. I think it's really interesting. And it could be nothing, could be something. I have a feeling Ryan thinks it's nothing. <laughs> but I have a feeling I think it's something. All right. So let's talk about what it could mean. Ryan, what do you think? First of all, well, real quick, for people who don't know, Kyle Shannon said this man, Sam Donald, has as good of a skill set as there is. Quote, end quote. Like, wow. Okay, keep going. All right. Well, I'll, let me read you another quote as a response. This one is he's got the skill set to be very successful in this league. Hasn't got a lot of great opportunities. I believe if he does get an opportunity, he's going to be ready for it. That's Ooh. that's Kyle Shanahan on Nate Sudfeld last year. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Woo! Kyle's yeah. track record so good, and yeah. yet he never loses confidence. I gotta love that. Uh, well, I mean, see, that's the thing is, what is he supposed to say, right? Right. He he's got to say these things, in my opinion, because of multiple reasons, mainly because Sam Darnold's new to the team. He's got to make him feel like he, he can't go out there and lie. He's kind of mid. He has a lot of interceptions. He can't tell the truth, right? He's got to say nice things about Sam Donald just because he's new, first of all. Second of all, he's got to say there ha- he had to have – he had to give Sam Donald a reason to want to come to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. And if he was – if he told him what I think is the truth, that he's an insurance policy, he's not coming to the 49ers. So, you know, he can't come out public. I, I got him as an insurance policy in case Trey Lance and Brock Purdy don't work out. Right? You can't say that. So he has to say glowing nice things about him in order to get him to come here in the first place. All right. I got a theory. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you here. But it's, right. it's a wild theory. To me, I think Kyle was telling the truth about Nate Sudfeld, which isn't a good thing. But <laughs> yeah. I think he really believed that. I think that he actually genuinely liked Nate Sudfeld, which is why they brought yeah. him here. Not sure what he saw in him. Can't tell you what he saw in C.J. Beathard. But I think he liked him. And when he says that Sam Donald has as good of a skill set as there is, that's taking it to another level. Like, just you write the words on a page and look at them literally, like, that's an outrageous statement. But at the same time, Kyle's the kind of guy who, to me, tries to keep it real and doesn't want to flat-out lie because he has some integrity and believes he doesn't need to sugarcoat his opinions. Yeah. I don't and, think he's lying. Uh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll let you finish. But I, I wanted to clarify kind of what I think. I think you're right. Like, I think he, no, 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 no. I, I just, I was, I just feel like the, the idea that he actually meant that about Nate Sudfeld is like silly, but I do think he actually meant that about Nate Sudfeld. So yeah. I actually think he means this about Sam Darnold in the sense that as good of a skill set as there is, I, well, I know that his dad went on Colin Cowherd in 2018 when these guys were coming out of college Mm -hmm. and was just gushing about Sam Darnold and said that he was just a terrific, can't-miss prospect. I have a feeling the Niners had a very high grade on Sam Darnold that year. I can't prove it. But they weren't in a position to take him. I bet you you their grade on Sam Darnold was as high or higher than any quarterback they've scouted since Kyle's been here. I'm talking Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Trey Lance – Brock Purdy, I bet you, whatever the grade was, was really freaking high. And yeah, his career stunk, and he's not good at all. But you heard what Kyle said, you know, bad situation. Looked at like the last few games. You put him on this team. I bet you Kyle's thinking, if I can make Brock Purdy, because you know he's not thinking Brock Purdy's that great. Mm -hmm. Kyle's pretty honest. If he could think, if he's thinking, if I can make Brock Purdy, 
I can make Sam Darnold. And that is my issue with Kyle, is that his arrogance is just on 11 at all times. Yeah. To me, this is perfectly you know, in character with him. Like He thinks he's what Sam Darnold has been missing. Maybe yeah. he's right. We'll see. Honestly, I think Sam Darnold does have a better skill set than Brock Purdy. <laughs> He, he being honest, he does. he does. He's got a better arm. Although, if confidence is a skill set, well, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. When I'm talking about skill set, I'm talking about like throwing the ball, right? Yeah, he's sure. talent to throw the ball. But it's sure. in here where Sam Darnold has struggled, and I think he's going to continue to struggle. And maybe Kyle Shannon can help him a little bit by making him, giving him easy options and stuff like that. And I, I think he did that for Brock Purdy. I think that he did that for Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, but he's still the same guy in here. And Brock Purdy has that over him by far. I, I think he. I think you're right, right? You could look up back. He thought C.J. Beathard was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Right? He thought C.J. Beathard was the next Kirk Cousins. And he right. thinks Kirk Cousins is the next Tom Brady. So that really tells you what he thought of Beathard. Yeah, and he's had a lot yeah. of a lot of strikeouts on on these calls that he's made. Dude, nothing but swings and swings and misses. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, he could definitely believe it, but I also think he has to say those things. And I also think in order to get Sam Darnold here, Sam Darnold's not coming here if he's QB three. Right. If 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 Kyle Shannon's like you're going to be QB three, you're an insurance policy. He's not coming yeah. here. So you're going to get no reps in the off season, and yeah, you're going to be in active on game days. What do you say? Yeah. Well, you want to do it? Right. Yeah. He's going to say no. Right. So he ha for one, he has to say those things. For two, he, he does probably believe Sam Darnold has a better skill set, and I think Sam Darnold has a really good skill set to be honest with you. But it's the mental part where he's always struggled, and I don't think that's going to change necessarily under Kyle Shannon. Maybe a little bit, um, but I don't think it's going to be fixed. I mean, he struggled. There's also Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to turn this guy around, but I think Kyle thinks Kyle's going to turn him around. There's more, though. I mean, there's the fact that Kyle even admitted the whole Brock Purdy thing is on hold. Whatever they thought they had there, they have to see what he's like when he gets back, whenever that is. And then with yeah. Trey Lance, I think it's pretty clear that he is on the trade market. That doesn't mean they're going to trade him. Does it, I don't know what he's worth, but when I asked John Lynch to his face, is Trey uh, if you said Trey Lance needs to get playing time. If he can't get it here, would you trade him? He said, we like Trey on our team right now. That's messed up. And then he says, and hey, we would trade anyone, including me or Kyle. But, you know, we're really excited about his opportunity. We want to get him back on the field, yada, yada, yada. To me, that means, yeah, man, if someone offers us whatever we're looking for, which and I don't know what that is. Obviously, a first-round pick would get it done. We'll do it. Because it looks like, I mean, you just, when you listen to John talk, I mean, he's over it. I don't know. Kyle seems more open-minded. Kyle seems like he likes Trey as much as anyone. Um, but John just like – anyway, well, that's the way I look at I it. Think John's always, I think John's always felt that way about Trey Lance. It, I don't think that, that – he's always felt that way, really. Uh, and Kyle Shanahan and Jed York said a lot of good things about Trey Lance. Uh, and I'll also say that I would trade every single player on the 49ers if I was the owner. It, no one's off the table. Yeah, no one's off the table. the right price. So, I mean, yes, they probably would trade Trey Lance if the right price came around will that come around not to me not based on what we've seen i don't think they're going to get a high enough draft pick for me to want yeah. to move on from trey lance but i'd trade nick Boza. but it could happen it could happen in which yeah, case sure. sam Darnold uh some suddenly becomes qb1 there is a scenario where sam Darnold is qb1 on this team while brock purdy recovers so i guess it couldn't hurt to just say he's the greatest quarterback ever the the funny thing about that though is what we hear is that Trey Lance can't gain experience because we're in a Super Bowl window. So let's start Sam Darnold. <laughs> it just would be crazy to me. Okay. Sam Darnold's going to take you to the Super Bowl. 
yeah, I don't know. Well, let's 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 get right into it. Let's talk about the pros and cons of the Niners trading Trey Lance on draft night. This has been sort of Larry Kruger's uh, topic, yeah. and I commend him for having the stones to put himself out there and say he thinks it's going to happen. Controversial stance to take, and you argued with him yesterday. Did a great job. I'm going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here and see if I can sort of be on Larry's side. Just right. to have the discussion, because I think it's a really interesting discussion. I think there's actually fair points to be made on both sides. So let's do, let's do it, man. Let's talk about, why don't you start with the cons of trading, uh, the Niners trading Trey Lance on draft night. You go first. I'm taking home field advantage here. You I put your cards on the table. I got about eight of them. So you want them all okay. at once? Go ahead. You, you all lay right. all your cards down. All right. First reason why I think it's crazy that they're going to trade Trey Lance on draft night is because Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance laugh together at the rumors of him being traded to the Titans. They had a conversation, oh, do you hear you're going to be traded to the Titans? And it's they true. laughed about it together. So yeah, that is true. Kyle Shannon thought that was funny. Uh, second reason is there's, I don't, I think there's zero chance that Kyle Shanahan with this complex offense that no one can understand rolls into OTAs and training camp with Sam Darnold, who's never played for the 49ers, and a rookie quarterback because Brock Purdy is not going to be there, right? So you're going to have two quarterbacks who don't know anything about Kyle's complex system running OTAs and training camp. That's not going to get them prepared for the season. That's All right, let second. me just jump in right here. I guess I'll just jump in so I don't forget. And this is nothing personal. I'm just trying to do my best to do a, yeah. a, a, a devil's advocate. What Kyle could say to that is, well, look at the success, look at the success I had last year with Brock. Who's to say I can't bring – I can't bring in another rookie. All I need is a guy who's started and has experience. It doesn't mean he's going to find the next Brock, but I'm talking, I, I, I'm just, I'm Kyle's, I'm Kyle's lawyer right now. And my client thinks he can do it again. Ryan, go ahead. Well, well let me get back to you on that one then. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Brock Purdy had, he was drafted in April. He mm-hmm. had all of OTAs. He had all of training mm-hmm. camp. He was on a practice guide for, for what, t- 10 weeks? True. And he had, multi- he didn't start during the season. That's a big difference from, hey, come in and run OTAs and training. Okay, let me give you another rebuttal real quick to, to, to just go in. Your Honor, the Niners start 3-5 and five every year anyway. Who cares who starts early in the season? Their guy's going to struggle one way or another, whether it's Trey, Brock, Sam Darnold, C.J. Beathard. They're starting 3-5. and five. You go. Hey, well, I don't necessarily disagree with that. But I, don't <laughs> think, I don't think Kyle's Even Kyle right. knows it, man. It's like the <laughs> lamest, softest uh, training camp of all time. Like, no one plays in the preseason. He's definitely not playing for January and September is the way I look for it. It's almost like he counts on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Kyle wants to do that, but I, it happens. So, I, it wouldn't, <laughs> I mean, that's a good point, but I don't think that's it's like I think his bargain is, like, better to get my guys, better to have a soft offseason and get my guys, not get my guys, but have my guys get injured early in the year than have them get injured in the offseason. It's working great. You know what I'm saying? Because he had some years where he, he's had guys getting injured at training camp, and I, I think he's yeah. thinking, like, man, if I could just get to week one, the inj- we know I know the injuries will happen during the season, but at least, I don't know. Maybe yeah. he doesn't always think. It happens yeah. either way. Yeah, he, okay. He doesn't have a good – whatever he's doing isn't working. I'll put it that way. <laughs> All right, you're back. All right. The other one is the amount – people try to act like – I don't understand why people try to act like this isn't mad, doesn't matter. It absolutely matters to me. Like, the amount you invested into Trey Lance – Three draft picks you spent, three firsts, plus a third, and then you're going to turn around and trade it for a third after paying him, what, $28 million? You look incompetent. You look incompetent. You look stupid. You look dumb. That being said, let me me jump in real quick. I don't think Kyle cares. I don't think John cares. They're very confident people, and I think they feel like their reputation is ironclad. The person who might care is Jed, and this is the big Trump one. I think 
you know, Kyle could have a, a deal on the he could say, I want to trade Trey for a third round pick right now. John could sign off and they go to Jed and be like, Hey, we're up, we're we're down. We're, we're down with all the repercussions. We'll take the third round pick right now. And Jay could be like, um, no. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is like it's not even that it's dumb, but it's a bad deal. Right? It's bad math. It's just a waste of draft picks. Why would you do that? At least give him an opportunity to show what he can do on the field for a few weeks. And then you have a higher trade value for Trey Lance. Like if, he, if Brock Purdy's not there and he beats mm. out Sam Darnold and he plays for four weeks, now your value for Trey Lance has gone up and you can get more draft. Objection, Your Honor. Objection. Yeah. As Kyle Shanahan's attorney, there's also the possibility that we play Trey Lance and his value goes down because he's not good. What if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch – hold on. What if Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have evaluated – their evaluation of, of Trey right now is that he's QB3 and he's no good. They could be wrong. But if that's what they feel deep down, then they're not optimistic about him getting on the field or having another opportunity, even though they say they are. And I don't know how they really feel. Because they have to say they're optimistic if he's on the trade block. They have to say one way or another, they have to say they're optimistic. I don't know how they really feel. And from their actions, one might conclude that they're down on him. Well, let me let me say, let me say that then. You just said if they want to trade him, they have to be optimistic of him in public. Have they, been, have they been optimistic of him in public? Well, bringing in Sam Darnold doesn't exactly right. reject confidence. Right. No. So it's not, like, it's not like they're trying to build up his value to trade him. By all those, Whenever they're trying to trade somebody, they're building up it. Look what they did with Jimmy when they were trying to trade mm-hmm. him. They just talk glowing things about Jimmy Garoppolo. Who are they trying to get rid of? Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not doing that about with Trey Lance. And I feel like that's one indicator that they're not trading him. Because if they wanted well, there's to. There's not that would, much you can say. No offense to Trey, but he's played four games. There's not a much, that much, and he hasn't played in a long time. There's not that much you can say other than, hey, he's still a great kid. He's attacking his rehab, and we're excited to have him on the field. That's all oh, you can really say. You, you can say, hey, we've seen Trey Lance for two years now. We know he's going to be good. That's why we drafted him. He's going to be great. They can say all that. That's what they yeah, say. But, yeah, but I don't think Kyle can say that with a straight face. You know Kyle. If there maybe, are- maybe, I don't think Kyle could do that. All right. I don't think he believes it. Well, you don't Maybe he's you wrong. Know. I mean, again, he thought Nate Sudfeld was going to be very successful. It doesn't mean he's right. I'm not talking about right here. I'm talking about what Kyle thinks, and I'm his attorney right now. He's whispering in my ear. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> All right. The, the other thing is we kind of touched on this, but trading Trey Lance would be Kyle admitting he's wrong. Yeah. You've spoken a lot about. True. Even as his attorney, you've spoken publicly a lot about yeah. how Kyle Shannon does not like to admit he's wrong. He's stubborn. Yeah, publicly, verbally, verbally. But that being said, he got rid of Trey Sermon, Dante Pettis, Mm -hmm. Joe Williams. Like, he has done it. The person who I think might be insecure about this is Jed and his parents because they're the ones that made the big investment in Jimmy. They're the ones that made the big investment in Trey. And I think they're the ones that look incompetent. Because Kyle, everyone says he's a genius no matter what he does. He can have a, a losing record. He's a genius. Jed, not so much. The Yorks, all of their reputation is contingent on them looking competent and being in the playoffs, and I don't know if they want to take the PR hit. I don't think Kyle cares, frankly. Kyle, do you care? He didn't tell me. But (laughs) I don't think he cares. The Yorks are the ones who might care, and they're the ones who might uh, hold this thing up. They might say, you know what, dude, no. We gave this guy $25 million. We gave you three first-round picks. You played him four games. You're going to trade him for a third-round pick? No, we want to see him on the field. And, And that could, you know. But I don't know if they – they may not override Kyle either. Kyle seems to get whatever he wants on this on this team. How does your client feel about his attorney publicly in the past saying that he's very stubborn and now 
<laughs> we, we like each other. It's all right. Kyle likes that I keep, uh, keep it a, a hunted. Yeah. All right. Here's the other thing. The cost involved. If yes. you're going to trade Trey Lance, it's much more cost effective to do it after June 1st than that is it is correct. to do it at draft night. It, it doesn't make sense from a cost standpoint to trade him during the draft. Because the, the if, if you trade him during the, the, the draft, you're taking an $11 million cap hit to get a third-round pick. I get it. That sounds awful. But think about it this way. If you wait until after the draft, the quarterback market dries up because all the teams that needed quarterbacks drafted quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And very few quarterback trades happen after the draft. I think his value would probably go down because there's it's, you know, supply and demand. There's less demand. So if he was let's say the offer was a third, it could go down to a fifth. And if you wait until next year and say, you know what, caps hit would be uh, less next year. Let's just play it safe. We might need to play him. Again, there's a possibility he plays and doesn't play well, plays and gets hurt, doesn't play, Brock Purdy plays, sits on the bench all year, uh, and, the, and the value goes down again. So third sounds bad. It could get worse. It got worse with Jimmy. That's all I'm saying. And I'm here to be negative. All right. I don't all think right. it's necessarily going to get worse for Trey, but it could. We can't see the future. I, I, I honestly think with Trey Lance, it can't get worse. It, Ooh. It can't get worse. Ooh. Ow. What Ow. happens if he gets hurt again? Yeah, that's so bad. That's, well, if he gets hurt, that's one thing, right? That's, but, so he's having right. a lot of dars. All right, Kyle's attorney, you made a great point for me. Yeah, I'm getting hurt, yeah. right? Yeah. How many yeah. quarterbacks did the 49ers use last year? Not one, not two, not three, not four. That's five. true. Five, that's true. including CMC, right? Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> CMC was the fifth quarterback. Kyle almost had to run out in the field and take some snaps. It's right. True. Right. So to like, me, the, the the notion that you're going to go into uh, the season with like, all right, cool. We got Brock Purdy coming off an injury. Who knows how he's going to be when he comes back or if he's going to come back at all. And we got Sam Darnold. We're good. That's just absolutely it's crazy. It's true. I, I could not see that as the plan. Right. So they, to me, they have a really cheap quarterback room in, with Trey Lance. You can have Brock Purdy. Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, all for under $15 million, less than Jimmy Garoppolo cost by himself. And you could have a rookie on the practice squad. That's four guys for less than you have less than what Jimmy Garoppolo is making right now in the Raiders. My, Why my, would you my, my attorney's my attorney's tapped me in the shoulder. My attorney's tapped me in the shoulder. He's saying, look, look, right. the idea of Trey was really enticing two years ago. But at this point, coming off this injury, we don't even know what his confidence is going to be like, what his speed is going to be like. It's, his speed isn't really what I thought it was going to be. He's mm -hmm. not the dual threat quarterback I thought he was going to be. You know, I'm not going to tailor the offense to him. You know, I'm not going to build a new offense. Objection. You know, like all of that is over with. And we're going the Brock Purdy direction. In okay. which case, dude, I can just draft another quarterback this year who's not like Trey, but more like Brock and Darnold, and feel like, man, you know, it is a complex offense, but we're gonna start three and five anyway. And look at the success Brock Purdy had last year. I'm I'm banking I can do that again. Right. And I'm speaking for my client right now, who didn't actually Good. say any of that stuff. I'm sitting <laughs> in a room by myself. <laughs> so the point you just made in regards to Trey Lance coming off an injury and not gonna be the same. Doesn't that the exact same thing apply to Brock Purdy? Hell yeah, it does. It does. That's why my con that's why my client is so confident in Tanner McKee, <laughs> Jaron Hall. <Hawk. laughs> I don't know who crazy. it is. Right. I don't know who's gonna be. Here's the other thing too, Stetson Bennett. I, I like. Yeah, Stetson. right. Uh, Stetson Bennett. Got a little swag to him. I like Stetson. I'm Bennett. telling you, I bet you my client loves Stetson Bennett. Knowing my <laughs> client the way I know my client, he loves Stetson Bennett. He's kind of like Kyle, right? I bet he has a mean hat game, shoe game. All right, here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yes. 
Here's the thing, what we were talking about. Um, uh-huh. What the hell were we talking about? <laughs> Go back what? to what we, our point was. You, I lost we were my talking mind. about, I was saying why the Niners are prob- actually could trade Trey Lance on draft night. And you were saying, Dan, all the points you made were really smart, Grant. I actually agree with you. You won the debate. <laughs> You're really handsome. Is what all the things you were saying. I got I got two more. Okay, here's what. Okay, I go, go ahead. Back. Here's what I yeah. want to go back to. The last okay. time we saw Trey Lance, yeah, last season, Trey Lance is our guy. He's our quarterback moving forward. We're benching Jimmy mm-hmm. Garoppolo. What has what could have? Also, he said he also said, "Hey, if Lance had stayed healthy, he would have had just as good of a season as uh, Brock." He just said that. Yeah, my client said that. that. Why'd you say that? I told you yeah. not to say that. All right, he not said helping. it though. He's not helping. Not helping. Not helping the point. Confusing the issue. And what has changed, according to Kyle, his view of Trey Lance since he drafted him, nothing has changed. And what really could have What has changed before. is that Brock Purdy burst on the scene and Sam Darnold is the greatest quarterback ever. That now yeah. there's competition. There's nothing against Trey. It's just that there's like the two Hall of Fame quarterbacks in front of him. No, you know, sorry, Trey. Kyle believes Trey Lance can be great, according to him. Jed York believes that Trey Lance can be great, according to him. Hey, Kyle thought Nate Sudfeld could be great, so you got to take his evaluations with a grain of salt. <laughs> My client is not known for his evaluations. Are you, buddy? <laughs> so he's a he's a un, uh, he's a bad witness. <laughs> he's an unreliable narrator, yes, unreliable absolutely. Witness, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's the thing is, there's nothing that could have possibly changed their opinion about Trey Lance based on one game in a quarter. They believed he was the man, that he's going to be great, we're going to start him, and then he gets injured, and all of a sudden they think he's trash? I don't, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Maybe John Lynch probably already has. He wanted Mac Jones. Kyle Shanahan wanted Trey Lance. He believes in Trey Lance. He speaks out highly on Trey Lance, even this week. Okay, let me give you something. Let me give you something. This is possible that Kyle thinks he broke both the quarterbacks. <laughs> it's possible he's why is he talking up darnold okay let's bring it back to there it's po- possible kyle's like man i messed up last year like i got trey's leg broken yeah. i got purdy's arm snapped in half like mm-hmm. ne- both of these guys might come back a shell of themselves i have no clue but i got sam darnold hey sam Darn, come on down he's the one healthy guy hey that could be the issue right now like kyle may be thinking hey you know what Let's get someone else in here. <laughs> I messed up. But you know what? <laughs> well, Thankfully, the team is still good, and I'm great. And Sam Darnold, you know, he's 25 years old. He could be pretty good. <laughs> well, if that's the case, that you think he broke Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, why rely on Brock Purdy to come back and get rid of Trey Lance? You kind of need to see if one of those guys is going to work out. Well, that's what that's what John's saying. From well, All I'm hearing from uh, Kyle is that Sam Darnold is the greatest quarterback of all time. And that they could draft a quarterback too, so it might be it, maybe Kyle's moved on. I mean, he's he plays the field very quickly at quarterback. I mean, the guy goes through quarterbacks quick. You want to? It's like three days and we're done. You what did you say? Between your Nate breath Sudfeld. stinks. The difference Sorry. between Nate Sudfeld and Sam Darnold is one point five million dollars. What Kyle Shanahan said about Nate Sudfeld is almost identical to what he said about Sam Darnold. Con- he gave Nate Sudfeld $2 million and cut him. He gave Sam Donald 3.5, and who knows what's going to happen to Sam Donald. I'm telling you, he Kyle Shanahan is falls in and out of love with quarterbacks real fast. He thought Nate Sudfeld was going to be the next Johnny Unitas until he met Brock Purdy and realized that was the next Drew Brees, until he meets Sam Darnold and realized that's the next Patrick Mahomes, until he gets Tanner McKeon here and realized that's the next Andrew Luck. Just Kyle Shanahan is just, I mean, he is a dog. A dog. Ask your, ask your client who he really believes 
has the highest. He ain't a player. He just crushes a lot. That's where Kyle <laughs> Shanahan is at. I wouldn't call him a player. He yeah. just crushes a lot on every quarterback he's ever seen. Often, yes. Yeah, yeah. Ask him who he believes has the highest potential. I, I as Tim much Darnold. As Shanahan sucks when it comes to Tim Darnold. He, he can't think Sam Darnold has higher potential than Trey Lance. I just don't think you don't I know don't my client. <laughs> I don't buy it, man. I believe I believe he's got to know deep inside. I think he wants to be right about. Here's another thing. I think he wants to be right about Trey Lance. Here's another thing. It costs the 49ers a lot more money if they play Sam Darnold than if they don't. So if Trey Lance not his money. And I think that not his money. And I think that Kyle thinks all he has to be right is he has to be right one time at the quarterback position. And he could be wrong a million times. If he gets it right once, if they get it right with Brock Purdy, no one cares about Trey Lance. And there might be some truth to that. Although I care. Because I'm playing dual roles here. Well, I'd be I, man, there is truth to that. If Brock Purdy comes back and he's as good or better and no one cares. The way he did, no one cares, right? No I don't cares. care. I don't really and maybe care. that's what John's thinking right now. Oh, for what Kyle's thinking is, okay, if it's not Brock, it's either going to be Brock or Darnold because I'm so good. Because McCaffrey's so good. There's, there's ifs with all three quarterbacks, whether it's Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold. There's, there's no guarantee that any of them are going to be good or that they're going to be alive on Sunday. But that's how Kyle likes it, right? That's how Kyle likes it. He wants those mysteries in life. Yeah. Anyway, I think we've done it. I think that's every point you could possibly make. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, if they get the third round offer, will they take it? Will Jed accept it? I could see John and Kyle. I could see John doing it because I don't think John was ever into the Trey Lance experiment. I could see Kyle doing it if he's being honest about Sam Darnold, and I think he is. I just don't know if Jed's going to take that PR hit because, man, what people will say is, you know, give Kyle and John credit for at least being decisive and, and moving on when they felt that they'd made a decision. But that was the worst trade of all time. Wow, that was the worst trade. I'm not saying Kyle and John are incompetent, but that was the worst. I mean, and you'd have to, that, it'll be a lot of that. A they lot have, of that. They have an opportunity to not make it the worst trade of all time. And the way you do that is by keeping them. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. think about it. Like, let's say they trade Trey on draft night, right? Not knowing what Brock's going to happen, what was going to happen with Brock. Yeah. And Brock just isn't the same. Not ready, not the same. And he's not even a factor this year. And you're down to Sam Darnold and a rookie. Yeah. And you can't replicate what you did with Brock Purdy last year because you're also the guy who drafted C.J. Beathard. And you have a down season. Meanwhile, Jimmy Garoppolo continues to win in Las Vegas. And, and Trey Lance gets an opportunity wherever he goes and actually shows promise. You can just fire yourself at that point. So yeah. to me, it's, it's, a, it's a risky proposition. You could say, yeah, you know, we've decided he's not our guy. He's QB3. This is the most we're going to get for him. Let's bite the bullet and do it now. Okay, well, you better be fucking right, man. You better yeah, be fucking better be right because right. if he goes somewhere and yeah. is good and, and, and Jimmy's good and you're stuck here with freaking Sam Darnold and he sucks like we all knew, you look like a freaking idiot. And it's like, how, how bold are you, man? Because yeah. you can't, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like, do you really want to put yourself on the line like that? Yeah, I, I don't think they for do. Sam Darnold. This is why, Brock. more than anything, yeah. that's why it's absolutely ridiculous to me that he's gonna be yeah. traded. I, I don't think it's gonna happen at all. I bet Larry a, a lunch. Very risky, very risky proposition. And the payoff is a third round pick that comes at the expense of an eleven million dollar dead cap hit. And you could say, hey, it's the best you're gonna get. If you don't take this third round pick now, get ready for a fifth round pick in the future. And again, the Niners could be stingy 
with the Jimmy Garoppolo thing and be like, we're not trading him for less than this because we know we're going to get this third-round comp pick for him down the line because we're playing him. The Niners aren't getting no third-round comp pick for Trey Lance if they keep him on the bench. They're getting nothing, maybe a fifth, maybe something like that. So they could say this is the most we'll get, but at the same time, you gave up three firsts. You never gave him a chance. He could really make you look dumb in the next place, and you don't have a lot of great fallback options right now. I think with you. I think Kyle I think Kajana has a feeling that Brock Purdy's not going to be there week one and probably not till like week two, three, four. So I think he's gonna use this opportunity to be all right, this is it. Like let's see what we can get out of Trey Lance for two to four games in a row. And he can either take over his QB one, which Kyle <laughs> Shannon said he has an opportunity to do that. You, you probably wouldn't say that if you're gonna trade him, but he did say Trey Lance has an opportunity to take over QB one. And so they can either do that, and if it's not great at least build some value and get a trade for him if you're going to trade <laughs> trade him at that time. Last point, and I think we should move on. You can get the last uh, word if you'd like, but no, they have to say he's competing. He has a shot to start because if you say we've relegated him to a backup, you just hurt his own trade value. I mean, you're saying like, nah, he's not worth a third-round pick. He's a backup quarterback. Please give us a fifth. Yeah. I think a sixth is more fair because we've determined he's a backup quarterback. Don't say that out loud, if you even if you think it, ever. Well, I- I think, and I know we probably need to move on, but I think it totally makes sense that Brock Purdy is starting quarterback. That didn't surprise me. There's so many things that are happening that a lot of people are taking as a surprise that don't surprise me. Is Brock Purdy should be the starting quarterback if he was healthy? Yes. Is he healthy? No. Does Trey Lance have an opportunity to compete for the starting position since Brock Purdy's not healthy? Yes. Is Sam Darnold brought here as an insurance policy? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. They had to bring – people are, like, shocked. They got Sam Darnold. Like, that's a, a, a sign that Trey Lance is out of here. I totally expected them to sign. Me and you sat around and talked about what quarterbacks they could bring in, and they were all around that caliber level. So it shouldn't be a surprise to anybody that they brought Sam Donald in or any of this stuff, honestly. Larry made this point, and it's a good one. When I asked John, "Could are you going to trade Trey? And he said, we're good with Trey on our team right now. Yeah. Man, right now, if, some, if your boss said we're good with Ryan in our company right now, <laughs> yeah. you would – you would be looking for a new job. Like you would you'd be like, hey, can we talk? What the hell did you mean by right now? Yeah. So that's a that's ominous. And again, maybe him and Kyle are on totally different pages here, but to me that sounds like he's on the trade block and we haven't gotten the offer we want, maybe even nothing close to it. But yeah. Things change. I mean, it's a deadline though. business. Well, I want to talk about dynamics. Not necessarily this isn't really quarterback stuff, so yeah, you know, we can move on. But this is actually a dynamic. When you bring up Kyle Shannon and John Lynch. How does Kyle Shanahan act when he's around players? How does he when he's around really good players? We t- we kind of talked about this. In he the acts like he wants to be their friend. Brandon Marshall, right? I interviewed him. Yeah, he his beans. He wants to be their friend. Even John Debo, Lynch. he says they're friends, which is strange. He's your player. And John Lynch is a Hall of Fame football player, player right? Right. I feel like Kyle Shanahan has opinions and has thoughts that are different from John Lynch. But he has a very time t- a tough time saying that to John Lynch or overriding John Lynch because he is that. It's John Lynch. Because it's John Lynch. It's yeah. possible. Yeah. Kenny G says, remember he said skill set probably meant more physical than mental. Kyle Shannon talking up Sam Darnold. So when he chose uh when he chooses Trey Lance, he can say he beat him straight up. Yeah, I'm sure that's possible. That's true. If they don't if they don't trade Trey Lance and Trey Lance beats out Darnold. It makes Trey Lance look legitimate. You know, they didn't, he it, it doesn't look entitled. Locker, locker room dynamics. Scribe Mind says, How do you hand the guy the keys last year with no competition? And now suddenly he's your third quarterback. That means they really blew it last year. Yeah, they're so inconsistent. It's like, w- when were you lying? 
were you lying last year when you said he was QB1 with no competition, like we love him? Or are you like being facetious, like what's going on? That's true. Their story changes a lot. Yeah. The story about uh, Trey Lance has been extremely inconsistent. Jordan Matthews says Shanahan is the antithesis of entitled. What they've done to Trey shows you how secure they are in their jobs under York. No accountability. Shake my head. I mean, a lot of people, there's a fireable offense for a lot of coaches. You know, right? I yeah, mean, especially when there's, I mean, like the, the, the replacement is a guy who just had surgery on his elbow. Really? Yeah. You yeah. don't have Andrew Luck. Yeah, I mean, a lot of coaches. I mean, Kyle Shanahan's done enough to where it's, it's, it's not the case. But, you know, if he wasn't going to, NFC Championship games, and he did this. He'd be out. Jordan of Matthew meant prototype. Shanahan is the prototype of entitled. What they've done to Trey shows you just how secure they are in their jobs under York. No accountability. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Kyle keeps acting like to I, put it this way. He's like York's the dad, Kyle's the teenager, seventeen, and York gives him a BMW, mm-hmm. and Kyle crashes it in two months. In two <laughs> months, totals it. Yeah, and York's like, all right, I'll get you another one. Totals <laughs> it in two months. All right, I'll get you another one. He's yeah. like on his fourth BMW, and he's in high school still. And at some point, yeah. it's like, man, maybe it's the parent. Maybe you gotta say, make it work with this Subaru or get a bike. Yeah, yep. He had to you ride a saying? bike for for uh, you know half a game. <laughs> yeah, he, may, he he didn't know how to write it. Maybe that was on him. Yeah. Corey Soto says, what's lost in all this debate is that this has been a mass institutional failure, unprecedented. Third pick possibly done after two whole games. Yeah, man. I mean, they disposed of him like he was Paxton Lynch. I've never seen anything like it. Jamarcus <laughs> Russell, Ryan Leaf, all guys that got more opportunities than Do the third really pick. A, and here's the other thing. Do they really need a third-round pick? They have 11 picks. They have three third-rounders this year. They're going to have probably three next year. That's the thing. More risk on top of this. Not only the risk that Trey Lance is good somewhere else. How about the risk that the pick you trade him for just doesn't even make the team? You trade him for 84 or whatever. Like, that's what Trey Sermon was. You could be drafted the next Trey Sermon. That You could be flat out taking a guy that you cut. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> Scary. Your reputation's on the line. Ken yeah. says, imagine the Niners uh, know what they're doing and want Trey to beat Sam while waiting on, I'm not saying that, uh, Brock Purdy to get healthy if Trey Balls keep him at QB1 if he fails um, Purdy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's what... That makes sense. Lucky Louise says, Larry Kruger is hurting his credibility by talking trade trading Lance. I, would, I don't know what's going to happen. We just discussed it for like 20 minutes. I mean, there's reasons on both sides to feel confident in your prediction, but we'll see what happens. If, I'll tell I you mean, what, if, he, if he nails it... <laughs> He's going to be the only one. Like, yeah. Let, let's put it this bad. way. Yeah. There was a report that the Niners inquired about trading for Kirk Cousins at the Combine. Who do you think they were yeah. offering? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's possible. Uh, yeah. So, I, I, I mean, I, they're not going to get Kirk Cousins. They're not going to do that. But there's a price. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Sorry. I just, I just I, don't get I had to text my kids to bring the dogs in. They're going crazy right now. I don't know. Oh, okay. Lucky Luciano says, I just don't get it. How can you give up on third overall pick after four career starts? Because it's what the previous guy said, Jordan Matthews. There's no accountability here. Kyle can just keep saying, Dad, um, the eighth BMW you bought me broke. But it wasn't my fault. It was yeah. not my fault. There's always a different reason why it broke. Like, and it's so could you just you're a billionaire, man. Like, it's nothing to you. I'd like another BMW, please. And uh yeah. Jed's like, 
upset because he has like a bad relationship with the previous the older son jim harbaugh so he's like whatever you want kid whatever you want man just let's be friends and kyle's like yeah we're friends <laughs> get out of my room adam says for both of you what is more likely lance or purdy gets traded Niners never have a franchise quarterback under Shanahan. They're not trading Purdy. Purdy can't pass a physical. You can't. You can't even trade him. Purdy. Purdy doesn't even go against the salary cap. Like whether he's Purdy. whether he's great or he's a QB two, QB three. Fans QB2. would flip out if you traded him. He did too much. People want to see him start another game just to see if he can keep. I think it going. they're going to flip out if you trade Trey Lance as well. I agree with that. That's another reason why I'm not sure Jed greenlights this, even if Kyle does uh prince ko says hot take kyle really wants to prove he can develop quarterbacks trey will start for the rest of the season barring injury still believes in him while uh free front office doesn't i would agree with that but again he's got brock who he can take credit for and he can hedge and say i didn't develop trey but it's because he got injured and i did develop sam darnold so i'm still a genius in your face he could do that (laughs) also um grandma's boy was on tv last night so good it's so good grandma's boy is amazing yeah i was so kyle is definitely jp but the main guy in grandma's boy the grandma's boy that's mike mcdaniel (laughs) silky smooth says uh silky smooth smithers says can we cut kyle and sign denzel washington uh dude is a legend in rtt seems like kyle likes to act act like a head coach bring in denzel to steal the role denzel washington is that a football player or is that no just a coach we're, just, uh, as, just to act as I'm Al Pacino. <laughs> Errol Tolbert says, "Let's not forget Purdy lit up his first year in college, then fell off his last two years. To think the same won't happen. The NFL is malpractice. That's a good point. You know, he has he's has a limited skill set. He has some he has some tricks up his sleeve, yeah. the spin and roll left. But there's only so many things he can do, and he's not going to like wow you from we, with his arm. Can we acknowledge that there's so many damn question marks regards to both?" Brock Purdy and Trey Lance. Like, it's not just Trey Lance that has the unknowns here. Brock Purdy's coming off a UCL injury. We have no Both idea if he's going to have mental issues because of that or Trey Lance, right? Like Both of them. He may Both, of them. Both of them, right? We don't know how he's going to have arm issues. We don't know how Both long it's going to take to recover. Like, we can't. I can't. And it. again, people still be like, hey, don't blame Kyle for this. It's like, all right, dude. To me, this is awful. And there's only one person who could get blamed for this. But. Hey, man, let's see if it doesn't happen this year. And Sam Darnold, good luck. The fact that Kyle Shanahan likes to go cheap at quarterback and offensive line is an insane combination to me. Pick one. (laughs) Freaking pick one, not both. Are you kidding? And then every year that they don't win the Super Bowl, it's one of the two. Or both. That that falls apart at the end. Two most important positions. All right, we've talked about this before, but the Niners are a run-first team. They want to run the ball, control the ball with the run game, do play action, you know, lead, not drop back very much, not do two-minute drills. Do you think they need to change their philosophy and become a pass-first offense that aims to be prolific through the air? Because it looks like not only does every team that wins a Super Bowl have a quarterback that throws for like 40 touchdowns in that year, but if you look at how those quarterbacks perform in the playoffs – it's guys who are throwing like 300 yards a game are winning. Not guys who are handing off and throwing for like 180 or 210. Like you got to be prolific down the stretch in the playoffs through the air. Nick Foles was. Patrick Mahomes is every time. Brady is every time. Like I don't 
I don't even know that Purdy is that guy. He's a good fit for a run first offense if he doesn't have to do too much. But do the Niners have to like sort of get with the times and try to outgun these top guns around the league? Yes, they have to. They just have to, man. I've been saying it for a long time. I still believe it. I don't even know if any of the quarterbacks on this roster are capable of it. I don't know if Kyle Shanahan is capable of it. They have no drop back passing game. And they need to have a, that in their repertoire. At minimum, they have to be balanced. At minimum. And their passing game consists of dink and dunks. It's a really small, short passing game. They can't stretch the field because they don't have either the quarterbacks. It's all, yak. They, it's they, all yak. all yak. And that's not going to get it done against top-notch defenses when you're trying to put so. up points and hang with top-notch quarterbacks. It yeah. also leads to injury. They, because you're trying to run through a million people versus just yep. beating somebody down the sideline. Over the top. One-on-one, right? It, yep. Like, imagine Debo, just all he had to get by was a corner <laughs> instead of the linebacker, the defensive end, the freaking safety, the, right? It's, it's, it's just clear as hell to me. Uh, it's been that way for a long time. The 49ers offense is it, it's extremely tough to watch. I can go watch a high school game on a Friday night and see a better passing game than I see with the 49ers over the last how long 18 years 20 years I think the way I think of it like football is a physical game it's like a fight you're trying to wear them down the run is a jab it's important you got a jab but it's a jab you're jabbing the defense and if that's all you got man there are some freaking there are some heavy hitters coming through in the playoffs that will knock you out. And if you're just going to jab them to death, like you're going to lose. Yeah. So you have to have that knockout punch, you know, that left hook, that the right cross, the uppercut, whatever it is. And the Niners don't. They're just they just jab you to death. So, I, I mean, look at look at the Rams. OK, the Rams had the same offensive philosophy. Sean McVay learned under Mike Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan. They ran the ball a lot. They went to the Super Bowl with um, Todd Gurley and Jared Goff and scored three points. Then they just rebuilt their entire offensive philosophy, brought in Matt Stafford. I mean, their running game was awful. Yeah, They used it just as a jab to keep you honest, but all of a sudden they were prolific, a, a pass-first team, yeah. throwing the ball all over the yard, winning the Super Bowl. Yeah. It worked for Sean. It might work for Kyle. And it seems like Kyle was going that direction. You, you bring in Christian McCaffrey. He's he's a better receiver than a running back, and he's good at both. But he's a better – he's super special as a receiver. Yeah. Like, go for it. But that means you actually need to improve your offensive line a little bit. It, it felt like they were trying to go that direction towards the end of the season. And yeah. they noticed that's when they started scoring a lot more points. But what they, yeah. they still didn't have a deep threat. There was still no chance that they're going to go deep on you. Outside of maybe right. a scheme for Kittle at like 20, 25 yards, that was basically their deep threat all year right. last year. They did start to pass more, but they still don't have the quarterback yet. Maybe it's Trey Lance. I don't know. Maybe it's Donald. Donald has actually a really good arm. But Brock Purdy is not throwing deep. And is he going to be able to throw deep off a of UCL injury? And it's not about just throwing deep. It's about throwing hard into tight windows. Um, it's about the threat of the deep shot, right? You don't have to – it's like what they should do with Trey Lance. They're running Trey Lance as the main feature running back. I'm not saying throw the ball deep a million times a game, but you have to be able to do it or they're not going to respect it. And they're not balanced in regards to that. It's either run game or it's a screen passing game. That's all it is. And it's not it's – yeah. yeah, and it's like they're, they're built to run the ball and to do play action, but – 
it seems like with defense, the way defenses have evolved to stop the Kyle Shanahan offense, because the Kyle Shanahan offense is like, it's what most, it's like 30% of the league, right? And everyone knows they want you to, they're a run first team. You got, you got it. You know, they want you to commit to the run so they can hit you with the play action pass. So what do teams do now? They play two deep safeties. Yeah. They're like, they invite you to run the ball. They don't care if you run the ball. Yeah. They're like, you know, if even if you're averaging five yards a carry, we're going to play two deep safeties because we want you to go 10, 11, 12 play drives. Yeah. And if we can just take away, because if we commit, if we overcommit to stop the run, then you hit us over the top and you get the explosive play and that's what you want. If we force you to do an 11, 12 play drive, you're only going to execute that twice a game, maybe. And now if you have Tom Brady in his prime, you could do it a lot. But really, you're probably not going to execute that. There's going to be a penalty. There's going to be a turnover. It's hard to do. So it's like, go ahead, man. Like, we're, go ahead and do play action. Like, we're not giving you the chunk play. So, like, what are you really accomplishing by getting under center and turning your back and taking it, – it's, it's slow-developing play. Hassan Reddick isn't even reacting to the, the, the play fake. Yeah, I'm just saying. Brock Purdy's injured right now. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's like, a horrible yeah. play. Call. Because the point, yeah. like – you have to respect the play action one if you can run and two if you can actually pass off of it and be successful yeah. and, and run game five. But if, if defenses are going to say, "Dude, we're, we're not we're playing too deep and we're not going to react to that and we don't care," like we want you to run yeah. the ball, then I don't know what what advantage you're creating. I'm not saying just take away play action entirely, but yeah. it seems like defenses are kind of neutralizing its effect a little bit, and maybe you need to find another way to attack off. Like Philadelphia, drink Philly's offense is not necessarily explosive. Like they don't do a lot of uh, play action. What they do is the RPO stuff, which just puts it just puts one defender in conflict. It puts one defender in a in a position where he has to defend two things and you read him and you and you play off that. That's easy. And that's not getting you 20 yards. It's getting you 10, maybe yeah. 7. Yeah. And you just stay steadily ahead of the chains. That's all Philly ever does. That's all yeah. they do. They take a couple shots here and there down the sideline. That's it. And this is that's why it. I'm this is why I keep People think I'm a, like a Trey Lance fan, and it's 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 actually ridiculous. If you really know me, I don't have a I don't have a single 49ers jersey. I don't fanboy out on any of these players. I like the 49ers in general, right? I don't even call myself faithful. I know that's going to piss a lot of people off because I don't believe necessarily I'm going to have faith in everything the 49ers do. I don't think that way. All I'm saying is I've watched the 49ers for a long time. I believe in the 49ers, and I know. Or not, I believe in the 49ers, but I believe if the 49ers want to win a Super Bowl, they have to have a passing game. They need an elite quarterback. And the reason why I talk so much about I want Trey Lance because he's the only quarterback on this team, in my opinion, that has the potential to possibly get there. Will he get there? I don't know. And if it turns out he doesn't have that ability, I'll want him off the damn team, too. Yeah, I see that that's the case. I'm not sure that any of the Niners quarterbacks have it. I mean, it's so rare to find the quarterback that can do this because, I mean, Lance, even in college, he played in a run-first team. He, he, he was a dual-threat quarterback. Like, maybe he can get there, but I think he was, he's here because he fits a run-first structure, which is what the Niners want. And, I, like, the Niners didn't want Patrick Mahomes. He threw the ball, like, 500 times a season in college. Like, front, but it was from the spread, so it didn't count, and it's not their kind of offense. They wanted C.J. Beathard, who was in the Big Ten, yeah. Under center, handing off as if that's a skill you need to practice. That's what they want. So I, I don't know that the guy is on the team, and I don't, I don't know that he is. We'll see. And I, I don't know that the Niners have the approach to let that guy flourish if they ever found him. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Because your job here is to turn is the, is the freaking handoff and check down. This might be the reason why Kyle Shanahan never wins one. 
This might be the reason. It, it's yeah. just because he can't find that quarterback. He doesn't have that passing offense. McVay figured it out. And what's crazy, think about it, think about it. So McVay and Kyle both wanted Stafford, and they both wanted McCaffrey. But McVay outbid Shanahan for Stafford. At a certain point, Shanahan was not quite motivated enough, or they, uh, he didn't even get to this. He, he just wasn't – McVay beat him to the punch. But when the running back was available, Kyle was Johnny on the spot. Kyle you know, gave Carolina an offer they couldn't refuse. Interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I think that says a lot about those two. I, I, do you think if Matt Stafford was on the 49ers instead of the Rams, the Niners win the Super Bowl instead? That or he gets – yes, that or he would get injured. That's one of the two. If, if the Niners could keep him healthy for 21 games, mm-hmm. yes, they would have won the Super Bowl. Yes. But the rub with the Niners is, is they can't even do that. So Because, again, they go cheap at the two most important positions on the team. Yeah. Both of them. It's frustrating. This is why I get it's so frustrating. frustrated watching this. Yeah. This organization. This is why I get like I speak out on Kyle Shanahan. I get frustrated because it it just feels like it's ass backwards. It is again. The they're stuck in what I don't know what you 2004 1999, and it feels like John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are both trying to. John's trying to prove that you can still build a champion the way his championship team was built, yep. and Kyle's trying to prove that you can still build a champion the way his dad's championship team was built. That's the way I feel about the 49ers. Yep. And they have this cool team that's physical, and they grind teams' uh, opponents down, and the next week the, the, the team they play doesn't win because it's so such a bruising fight, but it's like, that's all participation trophy bullshit. Did you yep. win the Super Bowl? No. Do you have a Super Bowl winning formula? Apparently not, but you I mean, stick to it. Right now, let's be honest, right now, Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold. Are those Super Bowl winning quarterbacks? No. No, they're not. And they call themselves a win now team, but they're not serious. And then you talk about right tackle. We're going to talk about two. It's either going to be Colton McKivitz or Nick Sakel. Like, man, I mean, you're really hoping Chris Forrester works magic there. Yeah. Fifth round pick, sixth, sixth round pick with traits. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. you know, maybe. If, if, if they're going to trade Trey Lance, they need to get, get a starting right tackle. Otherwise, <laughs> I hope they don't trade Trey Lance. I think they're not going to trade Trey Lance. I think it would be stupid. But if they do, they better walk away with that. Lucky Luciano says, is it me or does Purdy remind anyone of Sean Hill? Sorry, same number. Purdy's a better athlete than Sean Hill. But, yeah, same, same arm. He reminds me of Tua. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Tua with confidence. Tua was so lacking confidence against yeah. the Niners. I couldn't at believe beginning, that. Though, at the beginning of the season? Yeah, oh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Ricardo, thank you. Randy, um, to avoid worst trade of all time is to not trade Lance. If he's a bust, then hold on to him on his rookie contract. That is that is the best way to avoid, to avoid the worst trade of all time, unless the first one was. Lamonte757 says, do you think we will trade Trey Lance for Malik Willis? Watch his highlights and seems like Kyle would like him. He can make the easy throws Lance can't make, yet plus he has more experience than Trey Lance. Malik Willis? I don't see him liking Malik. I don't see him liking Malik Willis. No, I, I don't see it. I would see him just drafting a quarterback in this draft. Because um, if you're trading Trey Lance, Malik Willis is in the similar vein. The weirdest thing about the Trey Lance pick is that all Kyle Shannon really wants is somebody that can run his offense, get the ball out quick. That's it. That's all they want. Someone who's good enough. Yeah, so he should be why? looking at someone who's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But what? that's not what he's... That doesn't even make sense why they drafted him, honestly. It doesn't even line up with what no. they No, like. you just need a guy who's like instantly ready because Kyle doesn't want to develop. 
You know what I mean? They don't need a big arm. They just need to be able to dink and dunk, run screen. True. You, you, your offense goes through your running back, not your quarterback. Yeah. Because every play is either a handoff or a fake handoff. Yeah. All right. What's interesting about this offseason to me is that Kyle Shanahan is finally taking criticism from people other than like uh, me and you okay. and, you know, a, a few vocal people locally. All of yeah. a sudden, it started off with Brian Baldinger, who is very fair. He just looks at the tape and gives very passionate opinions. And when he watched that Brock Purdy injury, he was like, what is going on? You're you're double teaming the nose tackle and you're leaving the best edge rusher one-on-one with a a tight end who was inactive lastly. So he was like incredulous and he called out Kyle. Then JT O'Sullivan made a 30-minute video like mocking, straight up mocking Kyle on April Fool's Day. And then calling him a nepo cut like a nepotism i mean just going in on him and making a bunch of valid points with film to back it up and then finally raheem mostert i mean his own former player who frankly carried kyle and the team past the packers in the nfc championship game with one of the most legendary performances ever finally comes out and says the thing we've all said like what if i had actually gotten the ball down the stretch Mm -hmm. and so it seems like the way I always interpret it was, I'm sure there's a lot of people around the league that privately feel this way about Kyle, but you can't say it. For years, you were not allowed, ever since basically 2016, when he had that year in, in Atlanta, you can't say it publicly if you want to be taken seriously or if you want to have a job. Yeah. Because his dad and him are so connected, and they have connections that go back decades. Mm-hmm. Now, it feels like people are, well, I don't know. I mean, why, how do you, what do you make of this? Sort well, of like you're forgetting Kurt Warner as well. Kurt Warner too, mid-season. Yeah. yeah, Kurt Warner. Also, Jimmy Garoppolo. Your plays suck, man. Like, right? That's so that's a good point. He was first. Yeah, he was first. There are. It, it's it's simple. It, it's a broken record. We're in year seven mm. now with Kyle Shanahan. We see the same things. We see what he's good at, and he's good at a lot of things. But we also see what he's bad at, and there's no adjustment. There's no change. Right. There's no improvement. And there's, there's a no lot of evidence now to point to it. Like, dude. Yeah. It's like quarterback position, another yeah. injury, and it's not your fault. Yeah. Okay. Same story. Same year. Okay. Same story. Uh-huh. And what are we? What are they doing to change it? Uh, to change it right now? They're they're not doubling they're down. Not, they're not doing anything to change. It. Doubling down. And so that's why another point was like, why are we getting rid of a quarterback? Why are we talking about getting rid of a quarterback? They need to give eight quarterbacks. I. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. Just acknowledge that you have no clue how to evaluate them in college, on film, in practice, and you need to get eight, and you need to all play so we can all judge because you guys can't. They, they need to have Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, and draft a rookie this year. They need to have four yeah. quarterbacks. And Colin Kaepernick, Jeff Garcia, Steve Young. Everyone needs to come through. Yes. Cody Pickett. <laughs> Sean Hill. Come on down. Yeah. JT yeah. Sullivan. Come JT, on. JT, oh, wow. Yeah. Let's see it, baby. <laughs> JT O'Sullivan was talking like a man who has been shut out from getting a job in the league and knows it, and he's like, you know what, screw it. And you know what? I relate to that so much. <laughs> God love you, J.T. O'Sullivan. Yeah, he's making that YouTube money anyway. He's Good for him. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the American dream right there. I, yeah. I tweeted that I think he's not going to get a head coaching or any coaching job in the NFL, and he responded with a gif of Kyle Shanahan making an angry face, which I thought was so <laughs> freaking funny. I didn't see him respond. That's great. Yeah, that's awesome. JTO, man. <laughs> he seems like that, that uh, he seems like a guy who would be fun to have a beer with and talk 
football off the record. Like, hey, JT, what do you really think of Kyle, man? Why don't you get him on the show? That would be great. I, I don't know. He might not like me either. He might. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He he literally took a shot at me in his video. I saw that. I, well, yeah, that's I'm right assuming there. that's what he meant. But, man, you should try it. I think that would be a great I'll give him a shot. Yeah. See what happens. All right. So that's an interesting trend. Let's talk about the defense. Something that's interesting. We're learning about Javon Hargrave. Hell of a player. Hell of a pass rusher. Not a good run defender. Uh, he used to be, but he's almost 30. He's undersized. And according to PFF, he's a liability against the run. And I think a big reason the Eagles didn't bring him back is because he got moved around a fair bit, a fair amount in the Super Bowl and was one of the reasons why the Chiefs averaged like six yards carry. So you, now you take him from, you know, being in like a five-man front where he's trying to a little bit protected, trying to get, get him one-on-ones. Now you put him right in the middle of a wide nine where he's going to be getting double teamed on run plays. I mean, on the one hand, it's just the run. I, I, we said it easier, uh, earlier, right? Like defensive coordinators are less concerned about stopping the run. Yeah. Um, so there's that. On the other hand, he might get moved around a little bit. I mean, not that he could get moved around more than Kinlaw was in that NFC Championship game. I don't know. Are you concerned? So and not until we've had this conversation, because my understanding always was that he is a decent run defender. PFF gave him like a 40-something grade, like 90-something pass rush, 40-something against the run last year. Um, he used to be a good run defender in Pittsburgh, but uh, he became a liability. Ask any Eagles fan. They will tell you. Wow. So yeah. yeah, I'm unaware of that. That's disappointing to hear because I, my, my hope was that he was going to help with that situation. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah that doesn't make me feel good. I mean, it, the, the 49ers, though, the funny thing about it is the way this NFL is going, like they, you could be the worst defense on third and short against the yeah. run and still be the yeah. number one defense in the NFL. And that's what the 49ers were last year. They were the worst in the NFL against stopping the run on third and short. Um, but they're still the number one defense in the NFL. And a lot of that is because of the way the NFL is right now. It's a passing league. And so maybe that's not the biggest concern. But the question, yeah. I guess, is who is he replacing? Kill him. Or so, it was it was Ridgeway. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't necessarily an impact player. So that's right. it's not like he's gonna they're going to take a step back there. Okay. And I do want to point out, in 2020, his first year on Philadelphia, yeah. their defensive coordinator was... I have no idea. Why is hold on? Sorry, 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 sorry. It's the it's it hold on. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. I don't know why his name forgot. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz is like the father of the wide nine. So Hargrave has played in this scheme before. And I actually think he was good against the run in 2020. He was 27 back then. So so he has experience, I'm sure. Uh the Niners have tape of him doing, you know, holding up to those double teams. Can Whoa. he still do it? Let's see. The Eagles in general were bad against the run, so it's probably it probably made true. It, it wasn't just him. Yeah, I mean, and look at him. look how they approached the 49ers. They weren't trying to stop the run. They they didn't, they didn't care. The, they didn't bite on the play action. So it could it no. just be a scheme thing? He could have the potential to be good, great at it. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But how I do think they they looked at them them losing in the Super Bowl and looked at the 158 yards they gave up on the ground. They only gave up 182 yards through the air to Patrick Mahomes. That should be a win right there. Yeah, but. The the Chiefs were able to stay balanced, stay ahead. I mean, and and jab with that run game, and maybe they felt if they could have shut that down, they would have won. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they almost did. Yeah, you, they almost did. You take that fumble away, they they probably do. You know why they won? Yeah, it, it's I it was I was arguing about this with Jack Hammer online. You could look at it like 
Jalen Hurts is the reason they lost because of that fumble. To me, well, Jalen Hurts is the reason that game was even close. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, I think, I think he threw for. Th yeah, it's interesting. I mean, he threw for 300 yards, which you got to do. He threw for, he, he ran for 70 yards. He threw for a touchdown. He ran for three touchdowns. To me, he did fumble, and it was a seven-point mistake. I, to me, the only quarterback who could have beaten him that day was Patrick Mahomes. Only yeah, quarterback I mean, in the world. In order to be Patrick Mahomes uh, that day. You got to be perfect. You have to be perfect. And, and he wasn't. Hurts played really well, and the only reason they were in that game is because of the way he was playing. Um, one point, you know, I don't think any other quarterback would have beat him that day on that yeah. team. I mean, it, it, I, after watching back my interview with Larry yesterday, Larry was making a point about Jalen Hurts not necessarily being the reason that the Eagles were winning. But when Eagle, when Jalen Hurts wasn't in there, the Super they Bowl lost. though, in the yeah. Super Bowl he was though. In in the first two playoff games, he didn't have to do a damn thing. He didn't have to do anything against the Giants or the Niners. But he had to do. He had to put the team on his back, and he did. Yeah, he did. and that's why he's going to get paid. And what's funny is the, 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 the Eagles come out of that uh, season. They say, you know what? We had the number one. We had a great defense, the number one pass rush. It didn't make a difference. We got to get better on offense. The Niners come out of the season being like, man, we got to get better. We had the number one defense in the league last year. It wasn't good enough. We got to get better on defense. It's like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I like yeah, Last topic. I'll oh, go ahead. For the Niners, and I think that's what we're talking about right now. So you, we could probably transition to it. But unfortunately for the 49ers, there wasn't many options in free agency at right tackle. No, they were not. And they're all very expensive. That's the problem. And it seems the Niners, if they want a guy on a rookie deal, like they want, a, they, they want a quarterback on a rookie deal, they want a right tackle on a rookie deal because they're spending quarterback money on their left tackle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, McGlinchey was the best prospect in the, uh, you know, at right tackle the 20, last year. Yep. It would have been bad, in my opinion. I wouldn't want to resign. McGlinchey for fifteen million a year or whatever he got. No, it would have been awful. Yeah. So they could say like McKivitz is you know almost as good for a lot cheaper. True. Um, but I don't. Game. I don't know about McKivitz. Not the passing uh, game. So here's how I look at McKivitz. McKivitz is slow, and it's like how, how did they draft a slow offensive tackle for this team? To me, like I think they drafted him to play left tackle. Remember, they drafted him before they really figured out what was going to happen with Trent Williams. Mm. Joe Staley was going to retire. They hadn't really um, finalized things with Trent Williams. And I think when we asked uh, Kyle, like, what's the plan with Colton McKibben? He's like, why'd you draft him? He's like, well, we needed a left tackle. We didn't know what was going to happen. Joe, Joe Staley was going to retire. So to me, I, I look at the left side of the Niners offensive line as the bigger, slower side they, because they run outside zone to the right most of the time. Like, Aaron Banks is big and slow. Uh, Trent Williams is phenomenal. He's the greatest left tackle of all time. But they, if you don't have Trent Williams, you could have a guy who's slower there because those guys are more like doing short pulls. You know, like they're, they're not – well, again, you not, don't really run those sweeps to the left as much. But you got to think about the pass, the passing game. The, the passing game – but again, it's a, it's a run first team. It's a run first team. So I think, you know, they could put McKivitz at right tackle. He could, he could be fine, but you're not getting that – that outside zone element with McKibbin to right tackle. And to me, like, that was huge. That was that was the Debo play in 2021, that big sweep around the right side. That was Tom Compton out there. He was important. Can, uh, here's a crazy take, man. I've been thinking about it a lot. Uh, Feliciano, man, has played left tackle, left guard, center, right guard. To me, he's top after Trent Williams and Banks. He's the third best offensive lineman on the team. No? He's not good. He's not good. Feliciano? He's not, not good? good. Not good. Okay. I, I think I, he's better than Colton. I was McKibbin. talking to my friend. 
who was a big Raider fan yesterday, maybe he was like, dude, he's not good at all. And now he's been on three teams. He did pretty he's good. Get, he's got a one-year deal. I think he's at the end of his rope right now, man. I don't think he's starting. Really? I don't think he's good. Okay. I think he – I mean, maybe Burford isn't good either. To me, if they, you bring in a guy and give him a million dollars guaranteed and two million dollars, you're sending a message to Burford like, hey, bud, you were awful last year. Now, you were a rookie, but we don't necessarily know that you're going to get better or take a leap. You can, but you're competing with John Feliciano, who we get, who's going to be on the team, and has started – uh, a lot of games in this league, so we'll see. But I think John, it's a, it's a bit of a hedge. John Lynch said that Colt McKivitz is going to basically he's the he's basically he's on the track to be that that guy, the right tackle. Yeah, Colt McKivitz. Yeah, yeah Colt because McKivitz. I think the the the, 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 the competition is going to be Nick Sakel, and I don't think that it makes any point for Kyle Shane for anyone to be like, oh yeah, dude, why would you talk him up? Let him establish himself on his own. You don't have to talk him up. But they drafted him last year. And if you just stand him side-by-side side with Colton McKivitz, man, they're like the same frame, but Nick Sakel is a better athlete. So he played at a small school. He kind of struggled at the Senior Bowl. He's a project, but he's had a year on the bench. You have this excellent offensive line coach. If he can hold his own in pass protection, he gives you so much more as a run blocker potentially because of, he can run. So well, Nick Sakel, heard, something to look I've for. Heard a lot. And I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it from anything. I haven't seen it in training camp preseason. There's nothing that's shown me. But what I've heard is a lot of positive things about Nick Sakelge. But nice. everyone's, everyone's saying it's center. Everyone's saying it's That's a- funny. See, I, that's what they said. But in training camp last year, I never saw him take a single snap at center. I mm-hmm. saw him play guard and tackle, which is where McKivitz plays. That's how they cross-trained McKivitz. I know they talked about it. Maybe they you know, had him taking snaps in secret in a private ballroom away from the field or during the season when, you know, the media's not out there. But I, I never saw him play center. Saw him play guard and tackle. Let me ask you this, sir. Yes. I've been, I've been saying it for <clears throat> since the season ended. The 49ers, because of the way free agency was and because of the roster, the 49ers have to move up in the draft and get a right tackle that can play quickly. Do you think there's any chance of that? I think – there is a chance of it. There is, but I think it's a dangerous thing to do when you now when you trade up for one player in one position, you're gonna miss on BPA. But I mean, the Vikings did it. They got rid of Stephon Diggs and traded uh, and drafted Justin Jefferson. Smart. But you know when the Niners did it with Trent Brown, they got rid of Trent Brown, and it's like okay, well now we have to take a right tackle in the first round. They passed on Derwin James, Micah Fitzpatrick. I mean, a bunch of really good players, so they could take Mike McGlinchey. So you got to be careful that you're taking a right tackle and the best player available, not just a right tackle. That's the only thing I'd say. And what I'm saying is the fact that they've been so cavalier about this right tackle position, like oh yeah, we like McKivitz, and we'll bring in Matt Pryor on like the vet minimum. It makes me feel like they got something up their sleeve, either a pick this year or a pick last year. And the pick last year was Nick Zakel. And they've never really articulated what the freaking plan is for him. John Lynch mentioned something about center the night they drafted him, but he also didn't know how to pronounce his name. I got the feeling that John <laughs> didn't even know who he was and that yeah. this was like one of the Niners like scouts, like, like a, a kind of like Purdy, right? Someone in the Niners scouting staff spotted this dude and John and Kyle were like, you, got, you guys make the picks. It's freaking sixth round. So they took some dude from Fordham. And he's like, all right, well, give him a year. Give him some seasoning. I'm curious to see. He might just, like, 
for example, the Niners drafted Burford. No one knew what the hell the plan was there. All of a sudden, week a day one of training camp, he's starting a right guard. I was like, oh, who the hell saw that coming? Could be the case with Nick Zakel. Predict predict the 49ers starting offensive line, Grant. You All right, it's that. gonna be it's gonna be the same as last year with McKivitt starting at right tackle, and that's how it's gonna start. Burford's gonna get the first crack at right guard. Bre- Brendel's gonna get the first crack at center, and McKivitt will get the first crack at right tackle. But you got Feliciano waiting for someone to mess up or get hurt, and he could play any position. He could play three positions on the offensive line. So he's a high price backup that'll be replacing Burford if Burford doesn't get his stuff together. Um, and then McKivitz will get the first shot, but I'd like to see what, like, if Zakel can just hold his own in the one-on-ones in training camp, let's see what he looks like in preseason on those outside zone r- runs to the right because we've seen McKivitz. He's slow. Sorry, Colton's going to punch me in the face. Colton, it's no offense. It's just you ran a 5-3-5 at, the, at your pro day. That's slow. You are. You have a particular skill set at, 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 on the offensive line, and the Niners really wants faster, smaller offensive linemen on the right side because that's how they run outside zone. It's important to them. I'm just yeah. saying. I, I ran a, a – just so you guys know, I ran a, I played right tackle as a kid, and I ran a 4.95. 49ers. Hey. It's me like 70 pounds of muscle. Um, you know, I, I was looking at something the other day. So the Niners always talk of Trent Williams as being like the most athletic offensive lineman ever. And he's very athletic, but compare his combine results to Joe Staley's. Just go back and look. Joe Staley ran a faster 40. Tight end. I mean, he has a faster three cone. Like, Joe Staley was not messing around. He was 6'6. Now, I think Trent Williams is 10 pounds heavier. So maybe that's part of it. He's stronger. Um, Might have been. I I think Joe Staley put up more reps on the bench, man. I'm just telling you, Joe Staley gets no respect. Wow, that surprises me, the Joe Staley. Yeah, go check it out. Wow. The mighty Joe Staley. All right, let's answer some questions. John B. says, Grant and Ryan, I love both your contents. Sam in 56 starts is 21 and 35 with 90 turnovers. <laughs> Please explain how some fans and media think he's better than Trey. Um, I'll let you answer this one because I, I need to stay away from my Again, answer. Trey, yeah, it, it's that. It's that. But it's also when someone only has four starts, I feel like you can project anything onto him. It's not, yeah. There's nothing there. So you can say, yeah, Sam Darnold sucks, but Trey Lance is the worst quarterback of all time. And that's what some people who haven't seen him play much say. A lot of people like, like Lil Booty. <laughs> exactly. Lamonte, <laughs> including Kyle. Lamonte757 says, got that trade uh, take from Larry Kruger. He said uh, to trade for Willis in a second or third on the day of the draft. Plus or minus Jimmy gets five picks in OTAs versus Niners. Last thing, would, uh, last thing what place would Purdy go in the, in, in the draft? Dude, off this injury, not that high. Here's the thing. I don't think you're getting a second or a third and Malik Willis. Like, that's acting like Trey's value right now is two-thirds. Willis was a third last year. I'm thinking Trey's value right now is one-third. Not Malik Willis and the Titans' third-round pick. It's the Titans' third-round pick. That's what it is. That's another reason I'm not sure if this goes down. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't, it's not going to go down. I bet, I bet Larry lunch and I'm he's gonna be buying me. You're saying it's not going down because you you're you bet you bet a lunch on it. Where are you taking him to? Golden Corral? I, I might take him to yeah, Golden Corral. He's taking Golden me Corral? He's a pickle. Yeah. <laughs> take him to an all unique place. Yeah. Three first rounders for a D three bust. In retrospect, I don't think it's a good idea to trade up for a player who played one season of college football. In retrospect. Ramilia, how's the Rams roster looking this year? Not good. 
Not I'm not Remilia though. NG49 says, why are we acting like Lynch has any real say-so? Kyle literally hired him. He's just talking head, yes, man, and it always has been his words, Kyle's. Because they're really not on that, they're not that far apart. I mean, the way they talk is different. Um, but it's not like Kyle came out and was like, I want to apologize for what John said yesterday. He's always just like, yeah, I just want to clarify just a little bit, but essentially we're on the same page. John Lynch is the cool guy, man. He's the Hall of Fame football player. Right. Yeah. Who can say I, I can kind of talk off the cuff. I can kind of ad lib over yeah. here. I'm John freaking Lynch. Yeah. John B says, Ryan, uh, that bet is easy money. Trey will start week one. I, I agree. Again, we I, I laid I did my best I could the best I could to lay out the reasons why it's logical and smart to trade Trey Lance now and cut your losses. But the other side is the risk. And I don't know if if um Jed can stomach it. The risk that you trade him for a third-round pick who doesn't even make your team or just flat-out isn't good. Trey goes somewhere else, balls. Jimmy goes to Vegas, balls. Brock doesn't come back right, and you're stuck with Sam Darnold, who is exactly what everyone thought he was. I, I mean, just made, the fact that that could happen is terrifying. I think you and Larry made a good case, but I, I win that lawsuit in court. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll find out on draft night. Yeah. Thanks for watching, everyone. It's been a long one. I'll be back with Larry in three hours at 3 o'clock. Let's see what he has to say himself. Public enemy number one. Good to see you, man. Is that a Michigan hat? Are you wearing a Michigan hat? Uh, so I, I coached a basketball team called Mission, and so I took oh. their Michigan hat, and oh. it was kind of the hat I wore. I went yeah. to Bishop O'Dowd in Oakland, and they stole the Ohio State O and just gave yeah. it a different, yeah. which is so lame. Ohio State, nice guys. <laughs> it used to I feel like in the in the old in the nineties it was like the old English O, which is fresh. Yeah, but he switched it to Ohio, Ohio State. State. My mom went. Ohio oh, State. no yeah. disrespect. Great school, yeah, love but it. She was mad about this hat, but oh, I, there you go. You see my coach. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll see you guys at three. Peace. <laughs>